Happy lunar eclipse and full moon in Taurus. This partial lunar eclipse begins at 2.01 p.m. New York time, which is 18.01 Greenwich Mean Time today on Saturday, October 28, 2023. The eclipse reaches its apex at 3.35 p.m. New York time, which is 19.35 GMT, and concludes at 6.26 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, which is 22.26 GMT. The full moon, which occurs at approximately 5 degrees of Taurus, becomes exact at 4.24 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, which is 16.24 Greenwich Mean Time. The penumbra, which is the shadow of the eclipse, is visible in the northeastern United States and Canada, and the partial eclipse is visible in Newfoundland and Labrador. Those of you in Europe will be treated to the partial lunar eclipse. This is the final of two eclipses during this final eclipse season of 2023. This is a north node eclipse. The north node is at approximately 24 degrees of Aries, and the full moon is at approximately 5 degrees of Taurus. So with the wide out-of-sign conjunction being made between the moon and the lunar node, we get just a partial eclipse. If we wanted to have a total eclipse, we'd have to have them much closer which, by the way, will occur uh, next April. As a north node eclipse, the and that'll be a, a solar, as a north node eclipse, the energy that is downloaded to us with or without our uh, conscious awareness during this eclipse will direct us onto our path of our highest destiny. Specifically, the codes downloaded to us during this eclipse will shape our destiny for the next five months. But the path that these new codes lead us down will actually affect us for much longer than that. North Node Eclipses really shape our entire lives. They're a huge part of our life plan. It's during these times when the codes are downloaded that direct us to where we're meant to go next. This is the final eclipse in a series of recent ones occurring in the Taurus-Scorpio polarity. This thus wraps up a two-year cycle. Consider how far you've come over the past two years. Scorpio rules over fundamental, deep, complete transformation. So ask yourself how you've become a new person over these past two years. On a world scale, we have seen our global society fundamentally transformed by the pandemic and by the recent ongoing wars. Taurus is a fixed sign that is represented by the glyph of a bull's head. Fixed signs fall in the middle of a season and are stable, reliable, and stubborn. Earth signs rule over nature, material things, and money. Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus, which is concerned with romance, aesthetics, and all things material. Taurus is the ruler of the second house in astrology, the house of possessions. This house is concerned with money and material goods. And stay tuned in the second half of this podcast. We will dive deeply into this topic of money and material goods and how we can best spiritualize it. Taurus is the ruler of the physical world, while its polar opposite, Scorpio, is the ruler of the spiritual world. This powerful astronomical and astrological event that's happening now is challenging us and giving us the opportunity to balance the the physical and the spiritual worlds. For many souls, the invitation now is to open up to the spiritual realm in a deeper way than ever before. For others, the challenge is to ground more fully into the physical world 
And often this involves facing real world problems. We could say that the world at large right now is attempting to open up to the spiritual laws more than ever before, but through that process, we're seeing the ugly beast of structure and control showing its fangs, clearly exemplified by the ugly ongoing Arab-Israeli conflict. Taurus rules over the environment, and once again our attention now turns to the earth and its creatures. Over the next 28 days, we'll, we'll feel a call to connect with and look after nature. It's important to remember that nature is our nature. Our physical body is built upon the elements of the natural world. And whether we want to think of it or not, someday it will return to the natural earth. And that's such a Scorpionic statement that I just made as Scorpio rules over death. And much more on the Scorpio energies as we move through this podcast. As I already mentioned, this Taurus full moon sits near the Aries North Node. During this Aries North Node time, which lasts through early January 2025, we are likely to experience a litany of battles, wars, and natural disasters, especially those that have a heat element to them, like wildfires, volcanic eruptions, droughts, and earthquakes. Ongoing wars are not only killing and traumatizing innocent people, but also killing innocent animals and poisoning the earth, water, and air with chemicals. There's little we can do as the proletariat to derail the psychopaths that are in control of the planet from continuing to create capitalists again through war and disasters. This is what's known as disaster capitalism, and this is one of the darkest secrets of how things really work on Earth. If you want to learn more about disaster capitalism, I would absolutely encourage you to research on your own. However, whatever is going on in the outside world that we have no control over is always an opportunity for us to commit more deeply to the path that we want to follow in our own little worlds. And this is the essence of how contrast really works on a soul level. We see something that's outside of us that we have no control over and it gives us motivation within to move in the opposite direction and this is a crucial part of the ascension process this is why by the way there is no solar flash like many of you believe that just instantly cures all the ails of this planet the way i've always seen it and been told by my sources it's not how it works. It happens through a process. And part of the process is seeing the contrast, seeing the ugly fangs of the beast really come out to play, which is happening now. And it's been happening over the past couple of years the, with the pandemic leading up to this. And it will continue <laughs> very likely to show its ugly fangs ongoing throughout the rest of this decade and perhaps beyond so when the masses create the opposite vibration of what the psychopaths in control want us to perpetuate which is divide and conquer that is how the tides on this planet turn from war to peace from poverty to abundance and from conquering the natural world to living in harmony and oneness with it. And really, if you think of what is the opposite vibration of divide and conquer, it's unity. It's peace. Oneness, right? 
So how can we recommit now to living more in harmony with the natural world? Here are some suggestions and what I really, really like from you, my fellow human and my listener to this podcast, if you don't mind, if you're listening on the Higher Self channel, type in a comment and let us know, let our community know, let me know other ideas to connect with the natural world because I just have a very small list here. Recommit to recycling, compost, reduce your use of plastics, move away from using fossil fuels if you can afford it, garden, have indoor plants, have animal companions, Work with the lunar phases, which <laughs> listening to this podcast is a great start. Celebrate the eight pagan festivals in the wheel of the year. That's similar to aligning with the, the moon. You're aligning with the seasons, which is the essence of paganism, the elements and the seasons. Sowin, by the way, which we'll discuss in depth later in this podcast, is October 31st through November 2nd. November 1st, sorry, but uh, Dia de, Lo de los Muertos is until the 2nd. Switch from using chemical cleaning supplies, shampoos, make and makeup to natural alternatives if you can afford it. Switch to using herbs and natural medicines rather than pharmaceuticals when possible, but of course talk to your medical professional first. Hug trees daily. Connect with elementals natural spirits and divas and meditation and by the way tomorrow we have an ascending as one class called connecting with fairies and elementals and syrian channeling you can join this to learn how to connect directly with fairies elementals nature nature spirits and divas which are all over the place and they're accessible so easily you can go out in the forest and discover these beings and uh, they're just so wonderful to communicate with and work with. Go to my website, youareadivinehuman.org. That's all spelled out, youareadivinehuman.org. And go to the courses and events and webinars page. And sign up for VIP for October. And that will get you membership uh, for tomorrow's class. It's at 5 p.m. New York time, 2 p.m. LA. Or you can watch the recording or you can join late and you know just join for a part of it. But uh, it'll also get you the recordings of how to do grounding, which was last week, how to use a pendulum, which was the week before, and October 1st, we had healing your root chakra. So it's been a really great month in Ascending as One, and it also gets you a private session with me on Tuesday if you are available for that. And also, of course, uh, membership is available for the coming months as well if you can't make it this month. Ground Daily. And I, I wrote a great article uh, called 30 Ways to Get Grounded. And if you go to the pinned comment here on the Higher Self channel on YouTube, you'll see the link to that how to, uh, 30 Ways to Get Grounded article. Spending time in nature in any capacity right now is a really good idea. Go for a hike, a swim, a walk, anything. Let's now talk more about the Scorpio side of things. Doors to the spirit world wide open. This is one of those times when the doors to the spirit world are really open. We are in Scorpio season, a time when we celebrate the bridges between the physical world and the spirit world. During Scorpio season, there is generally more paranormal activity 
and people that aren't normally as perceptive to the other side, perceptive of the other side, tend to have a heightened awareness and recognition of otherworldly matters and beings. All Hallows Eve, Soen, Halloween, and Dia de los Muertos all occurred during Scorpio season. More on this later in this podcast. And of course, this is no coincidence that they occurred during Scorpio season. Pluto, the ruler of Scorpio, is very exalted right now as it just turned direct on October 10th. It is still moving very slowly. In fact, it, it just moved out of the minute that it was in in Capricorn on October 16th, late in, late in the evening. So it's really still very amplified. It's very, it's very slow right now. And so it's carrying a very large influence. And Pluto is, of course, the ruler of Scorpio. So this is greatly enhancing the Scorpionic energies at play. And we also have Mercury and Mars both in Scorpio and more on this later. This Soan portal time is traditionally a time to connect with your ancestors on the other side. Remember that they are always there and always are open to communicating. It's only us incarnated humans that block it or doubt it. Your ancestors may communicate with you through symbols, animal totems, feathers, coincidences, or by actually speaking to you in your mind. The most important thing is to recognize when your intuition is saying that a sign or a message is from your ancestors and to trust that. When you come across a feather, when you come across a, a song that's playing when you're out in public, when you just look to your left or your right uh, spontaneously and you see a sign that has a special meaning to you, when you hear something in your head spontaneously, what does your intuition say in that moment before your mind starts to think about it? That's how you know what are signs and what aren't. And almost always the signs come when you aren't looking for them. You can ask for signs from your ancestors. I do that all the time. But then you have to let go of the expectation of when and how and wait for your ancestors to surprise you. And they always will. And it's really fun and really uh, nurturing. It feels great to have that connection from the other side. And I know this can be difficult for people. I have many classes on developing your intuition. I also have personal spiritual mentoring programs to work on developing your intuition. So please go to my website, youaredivinehuman.org. You can see all of the different options for uh, developing your intuition, for developing mediumship, and for personal mentoring. And of course, feel free to email me or to fill out a contact form if you're not sure of what would be best for you. I'm happy to do free consultations. The retrograde Saturn is exalted in the first degree of Pisces, which is the other sign that is concerned with the other side. Pisces, the ruler of the 12th house, rules over all things unseen. Saturn makes a friendly sextile to the full moon and trine to the sun. Saturn is the planet that carries the information of our past life karma. With the favorable aspects it's making, we have the opportunity to more deeply understand the nature of karma that we're carrying with us. The nature of that past life stuff that is affecting us now and to work on alchemizing it through conscious spiritual work and moving forward with our service mission. This is like a past life regression type energy, which, by the way, if you go to my website, you'll see I offer those, and I'm really good at them. I've been doing them for a very long time, uh, and you can check those out. But 
this is that type of energy. Any guided meditation work, any uh, consultation with trusted spiritual mentors or psychics or your own psychic and mediumship and intuitive skills to just dive more deeply into getting who you are from a holistic sense of, okay, I've been this and this and this and all these different lives and I carried this stuff with me into this life. And what do I do with it? How do I alchemize it? How can I serve the world? How can I serve God? How can I serve source life in a way that will alchemize, unravel this negative karma and transmute it into positive karma for the collective? That's the name of the game. That's the Ascension game. This is also a very creative time, especially for artistic endeavors. Both Pisces and Taurus rule over art, and they're intimately connected at this time with the Sun and Saturn trine. Strong scorpionic influence, fear, power, truth, magic, lust. As I said, the Scorpio energies are super strong right now. Scorpio is the ruler of the eighth house, the house of sex. Scorpio rules over all that is hidden, mysterious, taboo, uncomfortable, or occult. Things like sex, fear, death, destruction, jealousy, power, transformation, taxes, and witchcraft. Those of you that are Scorpio suns or risings will feel very much at home during this season, though others may tend to have difficulty navigating this very intense time. Fears will come up around this time. It's pretty much inevitable. Part of the lessons of Scorpio is to overcome fear. And by the way, this is why horror movies come out during Scorpio season. Fear is just a part of this time. And, you know, some people like to try to work with and alchemize their fears through horror movies. If you're someone that struggles with fear, ask yourself what is the opposite vibration of of the fear and you might find that the opposite vibration of your fear could be trust surrender or letting go of trying to control the situation if you'd like to take if you'd like to participate take a few minutes now to journal on and you can pause this podcast if you like journal on what are your five biggest fears and what is the opposite vibration or energy of those fears so, for example, let's say you're afraid of snakes. A lot of people are. Maybe that's one of your biggest fears. Okay. What is that fear? What does it feel like? Where did it come from? And then what is the opposite vibration? So, if it's afraid of being attacked, like, what are you actually afraid of? If you're afraid of snakes, okay, you're afraid of being attacked, right? You're afraid of being bitten. What would that feel like? It would be painful, it would be scary, right? So what is the opposite vibration? The opposite vibration would be trust. Trust that you're not going to be attacked. Trust that you can walk through life, walk through the forest, walk through nature, knowing that there are animals around that have the ability to hurt you. But trust in God, trust in the universe, trust in life, trust in nature, trust in the snake, just trust that you won't be attacked. 
So take a few minutes to journal on your biggest fears. And it's a full moon. You can do a full moon releasing ceremony. I did one a few hours ago and it was great. I made a big fire and I wrote down anything I wanted to release, including fears and crumpled up the pieces of paper after I wrote down what I wanted to release, threw it in the fire and imagined it being released. I'm giving it to the fire. The fire is releasing it for me. And it's a powerful thing. I've been doing that for many years on particular full moons. And it's particularly powerful to do it on an eclipse full moon. Just don't do it during the eclipse itself. During the eclipse itself is not a time for any rituals. It's a time to just let the eclipse pass, let it happen, because the energy is very unsettled. But after the eclipse ends, after you know 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight, go ahead and do a full moon ritual. It's a, it's a great practice. Scorpio rules over power dynamics in relationships between any entities, people, group, nations, etc. It is no coincidence then that we are seeing this incredibly ugly and tragic conflict unfolding in the Middle East as we speak with the exalted Scorpio influence right now. With Mercury and Mars conjunct one another in Scorpio, opposing the retrograde Jupiter in Taurus on this full moon, people are feeling empowered to express what they believe in and to take up power over others, including violence, if they desire to. And we're even seeing this unfold stateside at the moment with frequent violent clashes between pro- and anti-Israel protesters around the United States. It's important to take notes of anywhere, in any way, that you feel like someone or some entity is asserting power over you in an appropriate way, in an inappropriate way. The energies now support you standing up for yourself. One more positive aspect of Mercury and Mars opposing Jupiter and Taurus is that it gives us motivation to stand up for the needs of Mother Earth, as I discussed in an earlier section. Skeletons are coming out of the closet right now, and I don't just mean for Halloween. <laughs> now is the season to dig for truth. The energies support the truth coming out so that it can be addressed. If there's something you need to address with someone in your life that involves figuring out the truth, now is a good time. In the collective, the powers that be that have been, uh, have been stepping up their censorship game more and more over the past few years. I'm sure you've all noticed. You know, it's not easy. It's not difficult to see how that's been the case on platforms including the ones you're listening to me uh, me on right now probably right but uh regardless truths are still finding their way to the public because people are seeking to know and understand more than they've been taught or sold and the more that people seek and the more people that seek that energetically attracts to them truths the awakening cannot be stopped scorpio is the sign of magic now is a great time to deepen or begin a magical witchcraft practice, like I just mentioned doing full moon rituals. That's a magical practice. And if you're interested in getting started with your practice and you're kind of new or you just want to learn from an expert, email me or go to my website and you can purchase my Intro to Candle and Moon Magic course 
for just 33 bucks. Scorpio is the sign of sex and lust. It is perfectly normal to be feeling lustful at this time. It's no coincidence that Halloween is traditionally a lustful time in the West and that horror movies often intermingle lust and sex with fear. All are ruled by Scorpio. Scorpio season is a good time to work through any traumas, blocks, or wounds that are related to sex. It's also a great time to experiment sexually to discover what really is most erogenous for you. With Venus in Virgo trining the retrograde Uranus and Taurus during Scorpio season, it is a very good time to meet or start dating someone new if you're seeking that. Let's discuss now a very important and relevant Taurus topic, navigating your relationship with money and all things material. Re-exploring your relationship with money and the material. Not to burden you with any more unfortunate news, but I do believe that we are on the verge of a major worldwide economic recession, even worse than the one we're already in. I think the next economic boom for the U.S. and elsewhere will be based around AI, robots, non-gasoline-powered cars, alternative energies, and scalar technologies. But when that arrives in mass in a few years, much of the working class will maybe no longer be employed due to a few years of really bad economic conditions. And of course, this is all designed by the elite. That eventually... That eventual coming economic boom will probably usher in a more Aquarian-type economy with Pluto and Aquarius, at least on, a higher, on our higher timeline as a collective, where companies' revenue share with the general population. What a concept! <laughs> However, although we are in a difficult economic conditions that are likely to get worse before they get better, it's important to remember that the law of attraction is not by any means suspended during this time. There are people getting richer and richer than ever before, some through Aquarian means and some through more selfish means. Taurus is associated with the earthly and the material, including money, clothing, beauty, music, and sports. Money can be a taboo topic in the spiritual community, but it doesn't need to be. Some people still are hanging on to this old idea that in order to be enlightened, one must let go of all material possessions or at least be very poor. This is an outdated idea left over from the, the age of Pisces when the extremely dualistic economic system thrived. In the age of Aquarius, it's all about equality, including economic equality. It is inevitable due to the astrological and astronomical influences on the planet that the current economic system will undergo a great shift in the canyon of wealth between the rich min min minority, which is a very tiny minority, and the poor majority or the proletariat will be transmuted into a system that supports everyone having more than enough. Money is not the root of all evil. Money is simply numbers on a computer screen, piece of paper, and pieces of metal. The evil part of the current economic system is the power structure behind it. The money itself is simply a tool to enforce and perpetuate that power structure, but it is not the root of the problem. Money is neutral. It is a tool for consciousness to, consciousnesses to interact with one another in a physical realm. That's what it is. And it neither has a positive nor negative charge inherently in it. Money is unlimited, which is clearly proven 
by the fact that the Federal Reserve here in the U.S. prints exorbitant amounts of paper bills at will, which are backed by nothing. In God we trust. (laughs) I know that this causes inflation, which it has been mildly causing inflation over the past couple of years. But can you still use it? (laughs) Do you still see money in your bank account? Can you still buy stuff? Yes, the economy is still chugging along. Money is inherently unlimited because abundance is inherently unlimited. What is your relationship with money? And feel free if you'd like to participate to take a moment to pause the podcast and journal on that a little bit. But I do also have some journaling questions coming up if you want to wait. You still have the power to manifest everything you need to survive and much more by using the power of your thoughts, beliefs, words, and actions. It's crucial to examine your beliefs around money, especially if it's been a struggle for you. There's a whole spectrum on which people can fall into different categories based on the nature of their dysfunctional relationships with money. Some people are stuck in poverty consciousness and believe that money is evil, and because of the system, they'll never have enough to thrive. On the other end of the spectrum, there are people who are in reality very wealthy And yet they are everlastingly on an obsessive hairy chase to acquire more money based on a subconscious or even conscious fear that they still don't have enough yet to feel safe. I would definitely go out on a limb and say the psychopaths that are in charge of this planet all fall into that category. In between these two extremes, we find the middle road of a healthy relationship with money. On this middle road, money is neither a source of stress nor greed. As a light worker, your service work may be very much tied into your financial wealth, especially if you have a lot of second house action in your natal chart or, you know, if you find your north node to be in Taurus. There's other aspects as well. You can always contact me, join Ascending as one, and I'd be happy to do a natal chart reading for you and see what's in there. As you step more fully and committedly into your service work, whether that is tied in with your career or not, you will energetically align yourself with the vibration of abundance. The essence of service work is giving back. You are giving back to yourself, to your family, to others, and to the world. Giving back puts you into the vibration of abundance because when you are giving back, you are affirming that you have enough to allow yourself to give back, whether it be your time, money, effort, or all three. So as you activate your service work, you will naturally activate your maximum abundance. And you get to choose what that maximum abundance looks like. It's a good time right now to harness the energies of this eclipse and come up with a clear picture of what you'd like your maximum abundance to look and feel like. Here are some questions you can journal on or at least ponder on to help you discover this. How much money would I ultimately like to earn, or I think a better word is create, per year? What kind of home would I ultimately like to live in? What kind of environment would I ultimately like to live in? What kind of intimate partnership would I ultimately like to have, if I want one? What kind of circle of friends would I ultimately like to have? What kind of day-to-day lifestyle or schedule would I ultimately like to have? Which other possessions or luxuries would I ultimately like to have? 
What kind of fashion or style would I ultimately like to have? What kind of health and vitality would I ultimately like to have? And by the way, for your convenience, if you're listening on the Higher Self channel, go to that pinned comment. It's right underneath the description box. And it has the link to this article, the article version of this podcast. And you can go to the article and see the journaling questions written out right there. There are no right or wrong answers here. One person might desire to earn $5 million a year, own mansions around the world, have a large group of wealthy and active friends, and work six days a week for 12 hours a day with, few months off, with a few months off. Just making this up, but sounds like a pretty good life. But others might prefer a more menial life, maybe earning ten or 15000 a year, living in a tiny home off-grid, growing his or her own food, having abundant free time, having few friends and few possessions. There's this wonderful Amish man named Titus, who I forgot the, the name of the YouTube channel. Let me know in the comments if you've seen this. Uh, Peter Santarelli, I, I think, is the name of the YouTube channel. And he's done all these different uh, shows about this guy, Titus, that lives off-grid and just is the happiest, most happy-go-lucky, grounded, full of love, full of faith person. And all he does is tend to his land and just enjoy his days. And he's happy as a clam doing that. And so it's... Your maximum abundance is what works for you. It's what makes your heart sing. For me, I mean, a part of me would love that life and a part of me wouldn't. And I, the, the part of me that wouldn't is stronger. And that part of me really does like to participate in the material world, does like to experience what the Taurus aspect of life has to offer. And there's no rights or wrongs here. There's not, one is not less spiritual than the other. And that's one of the big myths that is a barrier for a lot of people. Once they discover new age spiritualities, that old paradigm of there's something wrong with money. Yes. Money causes problems when it's misused, but inherently it's just neutral. So hopefully that helps you if you're someone that has had blocks or has had a negative connotation with money. Your soul situates your life circumstances based on what it knows would be the ideal set of conditions that will most likely give you the best opportunity to negotiate your lessons, the lessons you need to move through in this lifetime in order to balance your energy field and move into the next stage of your evolution. So if growing up in poverty is going to give you the best opportunity to move through your specific lessons, that's exactly what will happen. If growing up wealthy will give you the best opportunity to do that, then that's what will happen. Neither situation is more or less spiritual than the other. You do have free will. Once you're here in a body, you get to choose the life you want to live. So yes, you're set up with, okay, this is what your plan is, but you have free will within the context of that plan to choose different paths. 
perhaps you might intuitively feel that excessive riches would be a distraction from the lessons you came here to work on. Or maybe you feel that pursuing wealth is actually aligned with the lessons you're here to work on. There's no rights or wrongs. It's just different goals, different paths. And the amazing thing about astrology is I, as an experienced astrologer, can see that clearly in the natal chart. So if you haven't yet had a natal chart reading with me, it's fascinating. You can do that either through my Ascending as One program. Those are quick 20-minute uh, readings. Or I offer full-length soul plan readings, which are an hour and 10 or an hour 45, where we have time to go really in-depth into your life plan. Everything is on my website, youareadivinehuman.org, or go to the pinned comment below. Hopefully hearing these words about money feels freeing to you. You have the free will to choose what your maximum abundance feels like and looks like. And here's some beliefs that I think are helpful to use as affirmations around money. Money is not evil. It's just a mechanism we use to interact with one another. Money is unlimited. I deserve to have enough money in order to thrive. I do not apologize or feel guilty for having enough to thrive because money is unlimited. I can choose to give as much or as little away to others who are in need of more money. I get to decide how much money is enough for me. Money will never make me feel truly safe. I get to decide whether I'm truly safe or not. I hereby activate 100% maximum abundance for this lifetime. I deserve this. I am financially free. And if you'd like to dive deeply into the topic of abundance as a light worker and really release these deep-seated subconscious and ancestral beliefs that are limiting your financial opportunities, email me or go to my website for a copy of my Clearing Your Inner Blocks to Activate Your Maximum Financial Abundance class. It's just $33 and the results you're going to get from it are very likely uh, many times that. So it's a great investment. So in All Hallows' Eve, Halloween, and Dia de los Muertos. The period from October 31st through November 2nd encompasses the celebrations of So in All Hallows' Eve, Halloween, Dia de los Muertos, and more. These holidays all occur at approximately the midpoint between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice, which in the pagan wheel of the year marks the essential beginning of winter in the northern hemisphere. Yes, winter is coming. For many of you, it's already here. Those of you in the plains or, or out west or in, in most of Canada, it's already here. We're lucky on the East Coast right now to have really nice summer-like weather. But for most of you, uh, it's already here. So it is the beginning in earnest of winter. And it's at this time and at the other uh, seven, the times of the other seven spokes on the wheel of the year, that it is said that the veils are thin, but really thinnest at this particular time as it falls during Scorpio season. For your uh, entertainment and education, I guess I should say your edutainment, here's a brief summary of the history and the essentials of these holidays. Sowen 
has its roots as a Gaelic festival celebrating the end of harvest season and the beginning of winter. It was celebrated on November 1st, so the festivities traditionally began the night before. The Celtics would hold a huge bonfire in hopes of winning favor of the gods for a bountiful harvest the next year, and they believed it was a time when the veils thinned and the normal order of the universe was suspended. Like Beltane, Soen was a liminal or threshold festival when the boundary between the world between this world and the other world thinned, meaning the the Ossi, the spirits or the fairies, could more easily come into the world. Most scholars see the Ossi as remnants of pagan gods. At Soen, they were appeased with offerings of food and drink to ensure the people and their livestock survived the winter. The souls of dead kin were also thought to revisit their homes seeking hospitality, and a place was set at the table for them during a sewing meal. Mumming and guising were part of this festival from at least the early modern era, where people went door-to-door in costume, reciting verses in exchange for food. There you see where trick-or-treating came from. The costumes may have been a way of imitating and disguising oneself from the O.C. Divination was also a big part of the festival and often involved nuts and apples. In the late 19th century, John Rees and James Fraser suggested it was the Celtic New Year, but that is disputed whether that's true or not. According to Irish mythology, Soen, like Beltane, was a time when the doorways to the other world opened, allowing supernatural beings and the souls of the dead to come to our world. While Beltane was a summer festival for the living, Soen was essentially a festival for the dead. Several sites in Ireland are especially linked to Soen. Each Soen, a host of otherworldly beings, was said to emerge from the Owenagot, there we go, Cave of the Cats, at Rathcroen in County Roscommon. I apologize to my Irish listeners, because I know I do have some. Please forgive me. The Hill of Ward, or Tlachka, in County Meath, is thought to have been the site of a great Soen gathering in a bonfire. In 609 AD, Pope Boniface IV endorsed the 13th of May as a Catholic holy day commemorating all Christian martyrs. J. Hennig argues that by the year 800, there's evidence that churches in Ireland, Northumbria, England, and Bavaria, Germany, were holding a feast commemorating all saints on the 1st of November, which became All Saints Day. Alcuin of Northumbria commended his friend Almo of Salzburg, Bavaria, for holding the feast on this date. James Fraser suggested this date was a Celtic idea being the date of Soen, while Ronald Hutton suggested it was a Germanic idea, writing that the Irish Church commemorated all saints on the 20th of April. Some manuscripts of the Irish Martyrology of Talgot and Martyrology of, of Angus, which date to this time, have a commemoration of all saints of Europe on, 20, on the April 20th, but a commemoration of all saints of the world on November 1st. Some have suggested that Alcuin could have used his influence with Charlemagne to introduce an Irish Northumbrian feast of all saints to the Frankish Empire. In 835, November 1st was officially adopted in the Frankish Empire at the behest of Pope Gregory IV. In the 11th century, November 2nd became established as All Souls Day. This created the three-day observance known as All Hallowtide, all Hallows Eve on the 31st of October, All Hallows Day on the 1st day of November, and All Souls Day on the 2nd day of November. 
It is widely believed that many of the modern secular customs of All Hallows Eve, All Hallows Eve or Halloween, were influenced by the festival of Samhain. Other scholars argue that Samhain's influence has been exaggerated, and that All Hallows also influenced Samhain itself. The chicken or the egg, right? <laughs> and by the way, all of that is from the Samhain Wikipedia page. The Day of the Dead, in Spanish, Dia de los Muertos or uh, Dia de Muertos, is a holiday celebrated from October 31st through November 2nd, inclusive, though other days, such as November 6th, may be included depending on the locality. It originated in part in Mexico, where it is mostly observed, but also in other places, especially by people of Mexican heritage elsewhere. Although associated with the Western Christian All Hallowtide observances of All Hallows' Eve, All Saints' Day and All Souls' Day, it has a much less solemn tone and is portrayed as a holiday of joyful celebration rather than mourning. The multi-day holiday involves family and friends gathering to pay respects and to remember friends and family members who have died. These celebrations can take a humorous tone as celebrants remember funny events and anecdotes about the departed. Traditions connecting with the holiday include honoring the deceased using uh, calaveras and Aztec marigold flowers, known as, uh, to my Spanish-speaking listeners, please excuse me, I'm trying my best, Sempa Zuquitl, I think, building home altars called ofrendas, that word I know, with the favorite foods and beverages of the departed and visiting graves with these items as gifts for the deceased. The celebration is not solely focused on the dead, as it is also common to give gifts to friends such as candy sugar skulls to share traditional pan de muerto with family and friends and to write light-hearted and often irre irreverent verses in the form of mock epithets dedicated to living friends and acquaintances, a literary form known as calaveras literarias. And all of that is from the uh, Day of the Dead Wikipedia page. Marking the midpoint between the solstice and equinox, this three-day uh, period between the last, uh, last day of October and the first two, di first two days of November really does represent uh, the beginning of winter, as I said. And it's a time to connect with the spirit world before going into hibernation for the cold months ahead. Wishing you a super blessed, peaceful, and transformational full moon and lunar eclipse in Taurus, and a blessed Soan. And happy Halloween, happy All Hallows Eve, happy All Hallow Tide, happy um, uh, Dia de los Muertos, or Dia de, Dia de Muertos, happy whatever you're celebrating at this time. With love, this is Matthew John. Thank you so much for listening. I know so many of you have been listening to me for years and i know some of you are new and uh if you're new here let me know in the comments below please on the a higher self channel on youtube let me know if you enjoy the podcast and let me know uh what you're feeling around this eclipse and what you're looking forward to over the next 28 days and just if you, anything you want to comment on uh that i discuss because i know we went into a lot today again all the links are below go to the pinned comment below the description box, all of my links are there. If you go to my website, youareadivinehuman.org, all spelled out, youareadivinehuman.org, you can see everything that I offer. As I said, tomorrow, October 29th, we do have a live ascending as one call, connecting with fairies and elementals and Syrian channeling. I am a trans channeler and I do channel a group of very wise Syrian extraterrestrial beings once a month on these VIP only calls. 
And yes, I can uh, take on new people because the VIP uh, enrollment also includes a private session with me during the month you're enrolled. And I do have time on Tuesday, Tuesday only. It's the only possible day, October 31st, uh, Halloween, uh, for people that want to sign up last minute for VIP. As I said, you also get the recordings of how to do grounding, how to use a pendulum, and healing your root chakra. These Ascending as One calls are great. They're three-hour calls. The first hour or so is astrology work. I go over way more in-depth than I do on these podcasts um, what the astrology is like, including the day-to-day aspects that are being made by the moon and by uh, planets. So it's great to help you to plan out your week to come. And then we go into the topic for the day. We do group healing work. We do group EFT tapping. And then whatever time we have left, I do a Q&A and do live readings for people that are on the call. It's also not too late to join my comprehensive tarot reading course. Uh, week three is actually today. So if you happen to hear this uh, before 5 p.m. Eastern time today, October 28th, and you want to join in on the tarot course, uh, you can go to my website and sign up. You, you would have uh, just two classes to make up uh, on your own time and uh, 11 live classes. It goes all the way to the end of February. So definitely not too late to join if you want to learn the tarot. Um, I also am offering personal spiritual mentoring. So uh, those of you that are looking for an opportunity to really go in depth with me to develop your, your psychic and your, your healing skills and to learn really everything that you need to know about yourself to really understand why you're here, what your mission is, what your what karma you brought in, what your obstacles are, etc. Check out my personal spiritual mentoring packages. If you go to my website, scroll your mouse over the private sessions button, and it's right at the top there. There's two levels of uh, the personal spiritual mentoring. Package A uh, is called Self-Discovery and Deep Healing. It includes six full-length private sessions over the course of six months, three months of Ascending as One VIP, and uh, a, a really a lot of recorded content. Just You basically own almost my whole library of recorded content, uh, free entrance into the Conference of Terror Reading Course, unlimited email support between calls, and all sorts of other perks. You can check it out on that page. Package B is 12 one-on-one full-length private calls, six months of ascending as one VIP, and even more access to my my library of uh, recorded content and even more perks. You get uh, my upcoming uh, spiritual life coaching training course with that as well. So these are both uh, six-month mentorships. You can pay in monthly installments or you can pay in one chunk up front to really save uh, the most money. And if you look at everything you get, they're an incredible deal. So check those out. And if you're interested, you can always fill out the form to schedule a free consultation with me to go over the details and answer any questions you might have. All the uh, individual sessions that I offer in the personal spiritual mentoring packages, you can also purchase a la carte. Although if you purchase a la carte, the first availability right now is in January. If you sign up for personal spiritual mentoring, you can get started right away in November. So you do get priority booking with these personal spiritual mentoring packages. Uh, Upcoming events to uh, let you know about. I will be in Las Vegas at Disclosure Fest Stairway to the Stars. This is really going to be an amazing, amazing expo. Really, some of the the just greatest voices in the New Age and uh, UFO disclosure fields uh, coming to one summit. It's uh, three full days, all day morning to night of amazing speakers, including myself, 
I'm a part of the astrology panel on November 10th, and I have a full one hour, 45 minute segment on stage on the morning of November 11th, where I'll be channeling my Syrian team in person, which is going to be amazing, leading right into the 1111 mass meditation, which is going to be incredible, uh, incredibly powerful. It's really good service work that we're going to be doing there as well, connecting uh, in unity and in love and, and transmitting that frequency out to the field. So there are tickets available. If you want to come, instead of buying tickets on the Disclosure Fest website, contact me. I have discounted three-day passes for sale. So if you want to come or you, you already were planning on coming and you don't have tickets yet, email me because I do have, uh, I only have two left, but I do have discounted passes for sale. So email me right away if you want to, uh, to get one of those discounted passes. And uh, I'm going to be doing in-person readings uh, there as well at my exhibitor booth in the Egyptian room. So if you've ever wanted to meet me in person or if you think it'd be cool to have an in-person reading with me, which it will be really cool, uh, you know, come and stop by my, my booth and I'd be happy to for you. And uh, we'll also be uh, you know, giving out uh, all sorts of free gifts there as well. Uh, exclusive gifts that even my Ascending as One members aren't getting. And uh, we'll be promoting our upcoming retreats. Upcoming retreats, we have Mount Shasta in May. It's almost sold out. I am sold out of single rooms. I do have a number of double occupancy rooms uh, left, which is no big deal. I'll match you up with someone that'll, you know, match your personality. So don't, don't worry about that. But uh, if you want to come to Mount Shasta, it's probably going to be sold out by the time the Vegas Expo is over because we'll be promoting them there. So if you think you might want to come, you might as well put a deposit down, especially because the deposit is fully refundable if you change your mind for any reason. It's a $500 deposit per person reserve your spot. And you can either pay in full by March... Uh, uh, and, and that, by the way, that gets you the 30% off early bird discount as well. I'm still offering the 30% off early bird. So uh, the deadline to pay in full if you put down your deposit now is uh, going to be on March 1st. And also that's the deadline to get a refund if your plans change. So technically the early bird runs through December 1st, but it's very likely that by the end of the Vegas Expo, which it ends November 12th, will probably be completely sold out of that Mount Shasta retreat. Light on the Hill in New York State, September uh, of next year. Lots of room left for that, and I have an early bird special for that as well, 30% off. Sedona, January 2025, ditto, 30% off early bird as well. And uh, will be on sale very soon, Peru. Exciting announcement, Peru retreat, and it's going to be a week-long retreat. It's going to be amazing. That will go on sale very soon, and there will be a very brief 20% off uh, early bird discount period for that as well. So stay tuned to my email. Make sure you're on my email newsletter. Go to my website on your your, your desktop if you or, or your laptop. Uh, and right on the front page, you'll see a pop-up to sign up for my email newsletter. You can also always just email me at youaredivinehuman at gmail.com. Youaredivinehuman at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to manually add you to my email list. And again, that's the best way to contact me. Or if you go to my website... Uh, if you're on laptop or desktop, you can just click the little pop-up in the bottom right corner. Type in your, it says, have questions, ask Matthew. Type in your question and your email or go to the contact me page. You can find that on the more section of my website. 
Or if you're accessing my site on your mobile device, just click the mail icon. Also, if you're on Instagram, I'm very active on Instagram. It's at Matthew John Healer. So that's it. Upcoming in two weeks will be the uh, November 13th new moon in Scorpio. Um, so I'll, I'll probably be recording that podcast while I'm down there in Las Vegas. And that'll be exciting to uh, talk more about the Scorpio energies. Me being a Scorpio, I certainly enjoy Scorpio season. And I hope you will enjoy it as well. So until then, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please do me a favor. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Share this with people. Share this on your social media. Help me get the magic of astrology out to more people, please. And I really put a lot of effort and energy into these podcasts. And I've been doing these for years. Never missed a full or a new moon since I started. So I really am very dedicated to putting these out for you guys. So I appreciate seeing all the positive comments. I appreciate when people share it and uh, just hearing feedback in general. So thank you so much. And I look forward to the upcoming new moon in Scorpio. Until then, everyone, please remember, as always, to be kind to yourself, to be kind to others, to be kind to animals, and to be kind to the earth. With love, this is Matthew John.